Fun fact, snow angels and snow fairies are hard to make on ice, easier to make in snow, and easiest to make in mud. But don't take our word for it. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. I have always thought of February as the wintriest of Maine's months. We are typically either locked up in snow or ice, or some combination of the two, and temperatures rarely venture above the freezing point, even on the sunniest days. These cold, still days can make it hard to believe that several species are in the midst of their breeding season, including coyotes and barred owls, while still others, like great horned owls, are already incubating their eggs. One macabre clue in this age of rapid transportation that can help us ascertain some of the goings-on in the natural world this time of year, unfortunately, is roadkill, and every year at about this time, I notice an increased amount of roadkill of a particular masked opportunist, and the topic of today's episode, raccoons. With their ringed tails, masked faces, grizzled gray fur, and almost human-like paws ideal for manipulating food and garbage can lids, Maine's only member of the Procyonidae family has often suffered from a bad reputation. Their taste for birdseed or trash stored outdoors or in easy-to-access garages has earned them the nickname Trash Panda. Their penchant for getting rabies or hunkering down in people's attics like a villainous crook on the lamb strikes worry and fear into people's hearts. Truth be told, these habits are just indicators of how raccoons are perhaps the thriftiest, most adaptive, and resilient species we have. These natives of North America are called raccoons from an Algonquin word that described the creature as those that scratch with their hands. Raccoons do have remarkably sensitive and effective front paws, especially when underwater, which is why they often appear to be washing their food. It is more likely that this habit actually helps them analyze and assess their potential food than wash it, though handling food underwater probably does a bit of both. This habit of seemingly washing their food and looking like fluffy little teddy bears earned them the German name Washbear. So why do we see more raccoon roadkill in late February? Male raccoons are on the move in search of mates now, and they can be a bit reckless and single-minded in their wandering. The fact that they are nocturnal and darkly colored does not help drivers see them in time to avoid them either. The raccoon gestation period lasts about nine weeks, so come spring, the masked mothers will give birth to a few babies just in time to be able to more easily find the invertebrates, like crayfish, they love to eat. Maine only has three true hibernators, groundhogs, little brown bats, and jumping meadow mice. So raccoons fall into the category of mammals that go into torpor during winter, where the body temperature, heart, and breathing rates decrease, but not as much as it does for true hibernators. Going into torpor makes it easier for a raccoon to wake up on a balmy 40-degree day, for example, and find some food or seek a mate. They also have a coat that is 90% dense underfur that helps insulate them against the cold. During the fall, raccoons put on a lot of fat, about one-third of their body weight to help them maintain an energy reserve during the winter when they might sleep for up to a month at a time. So the next time you're driving somewhere, especially at night and when temperatures are warmer than average, be especially aware of the potential of male raccoons crisscrossing roadways in search of mates. These adaptable opportunistic omnivores help distribute seeds, especially those of Maine's iconic blueberries. Out for a walk this weekend? You can keep an eye to the ground in search of the five-fingered, hand-like prints of these fluffy little wash bears as they make their way across the wintry landscape in search of companionship. You can find a link to the full transcript of this show, as well as references, contact information, and accompanying photos by visiting archives.weru.org. You can also listen to or download our features or subscribe to podcasts. 
Theme music was by Appiliated Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. Thank you.